Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope that you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit freechapel.org forward slash OC. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, his clothing as white as snow, and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they ran out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. We know the, the Easter story. If, if, even if you're not perhaps a believer, you would be familiar for the most part with the, the story of Easter. We celebrate the tomb, because the tomb, we know what the tomb is, is not just an empty tomb, but it really is what the tomb represents. For those who are believers in Jesus Christ, the tomb is something that represents absolute and complete victory. The tomb is what Jesus accomplished for each and every one of us. The tomb to us as believers, it represents freedom. The tomb is what the enemy could not do to Jesus. Friday is what the enemy did to Jesus, but the tomb represents the hold that the enemy does not have on Jesus. It's a clear demonstration of absolute, complete victory and complete freedom. And when we invite Jesus into our heart and we surrender our life to Him, it is our belief as believers in God's Word that because of what Jesus accomplished on this day, that that same freedom and that same victory is also available to each and every one of us. You believe that? As I look at the, the, the Easter story, I've gotta be real honest with you. If, if you've heard me preach before, you know that I'll always be honest with you and I'll shoot you straight. As I read the Christmas, the Christmas story, dear Jesus, pray for me. As I read through the Easter story and, and I look at all of the different accounts, I have to be honest with you, as I look at the, the disciples and, and, and how they responded and, and the women, how they responded, Jesus' own mother, Mary Magdalene, Thomas, Peter, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, I've gotta be honest with you, I'm actually quite disappointed with everybody's response. Because as I study it and I look at it, and I look at the life of Jesus, and I look at everything that Jesus did, 
I look at the power that Jesus operated in all throughout his life, power that these people saw as I remember that Jesus raised people from the dead, as I remember that Jesus predicted that he himself would be raised from the dead, I'm incredibly disappointed with the disciples. Now, I don't wanna judge them because I hear them saying to me from heaven, bro, you were not there. But I still look at the story and I think what is astounding to me is that as I shared at the beginning of this message, everything that the tomb represents, the freedom and the victory that the tomb represents, it's astounding to me that not one single person was sitting by the tomb waiting for Jesus to do what He promised He would do. That's, that's astounding to me. And I find myself, in a sense, coming across somewhat judgmental a little bit. As I cast a little bit of judgment on the disciples and the women that were by Jesus' side all throughout His ministry, but cannot, not one single one of them can be seen standing by the tomb, waiting for the freedom that Jesus preached would happen. And then I ask myself this question, and I think it's a good question for us to ask. Where would I be if I was there on that day? Where would you be when everything falls apart? Where would you find yourself on Easter Sunday. Maybe you would be like one of these women that we read about, where you're sad, you're broken, you're disappointed, but you're going to the grave just to pay your respects. We see so many different responses, understanding that, that, that the grave is what represents true freedom. The grave was what represents absolute victory. But then we see so many people in this story not experiencing it, not walking in it. We see the disciples experiencing the pain of loss. We see Thomas experiencing the doubt of even who Jesus is. We see the women as they approach the tomb experiencing the sense of loss and anguish, but None of them at this moment are walking in the true freedom that Jesus paid the price for. And I find that thought really challenging because I apply it to my life right now and I wanna apply it to us as Christians this morning on Easter Sunday. Are we really truly experiencing what the tomb represents? And that is absolute and complete freedom. Where do you find yourself? Do you find yourself walking in and living a life of freedom? Do you find yourself living a life of absolute victory? because that would mean you would be right beside the tomb that morning. 
It doesn't mean that you would be living a life that doesn't experience loss and challenges and pain at times. But it does mean that we would be walking in a freedom and a victory where the challenges that we face don't affect the faith that we have. Where would you be on Easter Sunday? Peter went fishing. Peter was like, bro, I'm out, I'm bounced. Peter was at Newport Pier, standing on the end fishing. The disciples were in fear. Thomas, I mean, Thomas straight checked out. He was down at Javier's having a drink. That guy was gone. He was. Some of you are laughing too much because that's too familiar. But as you go through the story, everybody checked out. Everybody checked out. And so as I ask myself, where would I be? I think the honest answer is maybe, I like to think, I like to think that I would have been right by the tomb. But as I look at where everybody else was and how close they were to Jesus, the fact that they weren't by the tomb would suggest that maybe I wouldn't be there either. Maybe, maybe I would have found myself doing what so often I find myself doing and that's allowing the challenges of life to disconnect me from the freedom he paid the price for. So I wanna leave you walking away this morning with three thoughts. I wanna give you three things as I look at this Easter story. There were three different things that would have kept them right by the tomb. Three things that if they had have just reminded themselves, if they had have just remembered these three little thoughts, it would have kept them. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have stopped the pain of what they experienced in losing Jesus on Friday. It's not three thoughts that'll help you walk through life and not experience challenges, but it is three thoughts that will put you right by the tomb come Sunday, experiencing the freedom and victory of what Jesus paid the price for. The first thing that I wanna give you is, I find it in Matthew chapter 28 and verse six, and we read, as we read earlier, as the women were going to the tomb, the angel said to them, he is not here for he is risen. And the next three words are incredibly powerful because it says, He is not here, for He is risen as He said. The first way to walk in the complete freedom of the empty tomb is simply this, and I want you to write it down. You need to live a life that sticks to the script. If they had have just stuck to the script, think about it. This thing that was unfolding before them had been scripted. It got them by surprise, but it did not get God by surprise. And if they had have just stuck to the script, what is the script? The script is God's Word. 
And the script is talked about in His Word as being a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How do I stay on track? How do I find myself right by the tomb that is that, that demonstrates absolute freedom and absolute victory? I simply remember what He said and I stick to the script. That's why I get disappointed with these disciples and we're gonna go toe to toe when I get to heaven. <laughs> I'm gonna say, bro, why didn't you remember? He said this would happen. But then as I think of my own life, I think how quickly can be rattled by situations that we face and we leave the script of God's word and start living our own script because we think we know best. You wanna live a life of freedom? You wanna live a life of victory? where the enemy will continue to throw everything he has at you, but you can still stand in faith with your head held high, receiving and walking in the joy of the Lord as your strength is through living and sticking to the script. It stood the test of time. It's been refuted, debated and argued across generation and generation, but His Word will always stand. It's the same yesterday, today and forever. If they had have just stuck to what He said, they would have been right where they needed to be. You stick to the script. This is how you experience freedom. You stick to the script. The second thing I want you to see is one that is, is, is a little obscure. I had to dig to find it but it's found in the Garden of Gethsemane. When Jesus is praying, and in fact, He prays three times in that Garden of Gethsemane. If you, if you know church, you're familiar with the story. And some of the disciples were there with Him and He asked them to stay awake. Of course, they kept falling asleep because once again, the disciples just did what they do. But then this moment comes when Jesus comes back to the disciples and he says to them, he's, the betrayer is coming. He comes, the betrayer are his words. And Jesus says something to the disciples that if you blink, you'll miss it, but I think it's profound. He says, Matthew 26 and verse 46, he says to them, rise, let us be going, see my betrayer is at hand. Do you see that? Jesus didn't say, it's time for me to go. Jesus said, let us be going. The second thing that I want you to write down, the first is stick to the script. The second is stay close. Stay close. That's what I heard Jesus saying in those words when he said to those disciples, let us be going. I heard Jesus saying, stay close to me. It's gonna get hard. It's gonna get tough. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna be difficult. But if you will stay close to me, 
you will walk in freedom. How do you experience true freedom in this life where there is so much turmoil, so much pain, so many difficulties, so many reasons to be in fear and be in anxiety? It's real simple. You stick to the script and then you stay close to the Saviour. I know it's simple, but it's so profound if you'll get it in your spirit. In fact, he says that I am the vine, you are the branches. If you would stay close to Him, stay close to Him when it gets hard. Stay close to Him when you have every reason to pull away. Stay close to Him when it doesn't make sense. Stay close to Him when His ways seem different to your ways. Stay close to Him when it hurts to do so. Stay close to Him when everybody else abandons Him. Stay close to Him when you don't feel like. Stay close to Him and you walk in freedom. You won't live a life free from challenges but you will live a life that is completely free where the challenges that you face don't affect your faith. How do you know? How do you know if you're staying close? How do you know if you're staying close? The first thing to know and if you're staying close, I'll give you three quick ones. These ones are for free, so write them down. But the three quick ways to know if you're staying close. First question is, is there fruit? Because a branch that's disconnected from the vine will produce no fruit. But a branch that's connected to the vine will produce fruit. Is there fruit in your life? The second thing, the second question, am I growing? Am I growing? It doesn't matter if if you may not be as far ahead as the person beside you and that's fine, but are you further along than when you were yesterday? Don't let anybody judge your journey. And we can do that in church and we can start to criticise people and judge people based on where they are. You need to cast judgment, not based on where they are in comparison to other people, but where they are in comparison to where they used to be. You may not be where you wanna be, but you may not be where you used to be and that's worth giving God praise for. That's okay. And if you wanna grow, you've gotta stay close. And you know you're staying close if you're growing. The third one that I want you to write down, how do I know if I'm staying close real easy, is God getting credit from your life. You may be successful, but is God getting credit? You may have a lot of influence, but is God getting credit? You may be doing great things, but is God getting credit? Because nobody looks at a branch and talks about how great the branch is. Everybody looks at the tree. When people look at your life, do they see a branch or a tree? The last point that I wanna give you as we begin to come to a close is I find this in in the account where Jesus 
finds the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. These two dudes have checked out. It just was too much. It was too hard. And they bounced. They're going back home, back to what they are familiar with. But Jesus rolls up on the roadside and He's, he's, he's disguised. That the, the Scripture describes it like this. It says they didn't see who He was. So, so the understanding is that they're so in, in anguish and despair. They're just looking down and they're just walking along. And strangers would often walk along the roadside and conversations would start. But they're so broken and so depressed and feeling such a sense of loss. They're just walking with their head down and Jesus just subtly sort of walks along beside them and they start to talk. And they don't know at the start that it's Jesus. And so as He's talking to them, so they said to Him, He begins to talking, saying, what's going on? What's, what are you guys talking about? So they start to share with Him. And says, so they said to Him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed. See how quickly that they've just, left the script. Once, when Jesus was performing miracles and life was good, they called Him Saviour. Now they just call Him Prophet. You get off script, you lose your faith. And they're talking and they say, mighty prophet indeed and word before God and all the people and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered Him to be contemned condemned to death and crucified. Look at this wording. But we were hoping that He was going to redeem Israel. The third way to walking in complete freedom on Easter Sunday, the third thing I want you to write down, the first was stick to the script. The second is stay close. And the third is have hope but you gotta have hope in Him. This is where we see the disciples made a mistake because it says we were hoping that it was He who was gonna redeem Israel. You hear what's happening here? Their hope was not in Him. Their hope was in what they thought He would do. And when he didn't do what they thought he would do, they lost hope. How many Christians don't experience the true freedom that Jesus Christ paid the price for us to walk in because we don't have hope in who he is. We have hope in what we want him to do. And that will always end in challenge and difficulty because Isaiah tells us that his ways are not our ways. I look at this Easter story and like I said at the start, I'm disappointed with everybody's response in this story. But then as I honestly look at it, I think I don't know where I would land. I don't know where I would be. But do you know what is so amazing about this Easter story? That despite the fact 
that there was not one single person landed where they were supposed to land. Not one person, the closest we can find are these women that we read about, that they were at least on their way to the grave. But they were not on their way to the grave because they were expecting the miracle. They were on their way to the grave to pay their respects because they also thought it was done. Everybody had given up. Everybody had lost faith. Everybody had been rattled. Everybody had been scattered. But what is so amazing about Jesus and the God that we serve, that despite how scattered everybody was, Jesus found His way to meet every single person where they were at. That even, even down to doubting Thomas, knocking back drinks at Javier's because it's all over. Even doubting Thomas, Jesus made a decision When you raise me from the dead, God, get rid of the scars on my head and the cuts on my face from the beatings and the stripes on my back. But God, I just want you to leave a couple little holes. And God says to Jesus, what do you wanna leave those for? And I'm paraphrasing and I'm getting creative in my thinking, but maybe this is how it went down or maybe it wasn't. Or maybe Jesus said to God, leave a couple holes because I know there's gonna be one dude that's gonna be so broken that he's gonna need to just stick a finger in the hole. And if that's where he's at, then I will meet him right there. This is who your Jesus is. No matter where you are, no matter where you find yourself, as messed up as it might be, as far from the empty tomb as it might be, as far from freedom as it might be, if you turn, your God is right there. He doesn't wait for you to come to Him, He comes to you. Zacchaeus was in a tree, but God met him there. The woman was caught in adultery, but he met her there. Gideon was hiding in a wine press, but he met him there. Moses had escaped to the desert, but he met him there. And this morning, on Easter Sunday, where are you? Because I wanna tell you as messed up and as screwed up as you may feel the place where you are right now is, Jesus is right there with you if you would just respond to Him. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC.